Welcome to the Connection Church Dublin Sermon Podcast. Our mission is to connect people to a growing relationship with Jesus. One of the ways we do that is through the preaching of God's Word, centered on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Here's this week's message. Amen. Praise Jesus. Amen. All right. Well, if you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and open up to the 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Um, there I am. Uh, you can go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I'm going to quickly read uh, why it is we celebrate today. Um, in Matthew 28, verse 6, we see uh, Mary uh, and, and Mary Magdalene, they're going to, to look for Jesus. And uh, what they had experienced on Friday uh, was a Savior they had followed. They had followed faithfully, that the disciples had followed, and, and they watched him die. Right? And so could you imagine the Saturday, the Saturday of, of giving up your lives for three years to so many of the disciples to follow uh, the one that was to save, and then he died, and then Saturday you sit in that, and then Sunday they go looking to take care uh, of his body, to, to, go, to go look for it, and this is what it says. It says, he isn't here. He is risen from the dead. And hear this, just as he said he would. Amen. So that is why, that is why today we have cause uh, for celebration, uh, that we serve a, a Savior that is different, different than any other religion on the planet, uh, is that our Savior resurrected and he is alive. Amen. And so we have cause for celebration today. And so we've been in this series uh, really focused on the resurrection for three weeks, and it's really building up and, and building up to this moment. And so this is the day uh, we actually celebrate the resurrection. And so today um, I'm going to be finishing this series that we've called Death to Life. All right. And uh, I want to read verses, uh, chapter 15, verses 42 through 49. That's 1 Corinthians 15, 42 uh, through 49. And so this is what God's word, the scriptures say. It says, it is the same way with the resurrection of the dead. It says, our earthly bodies are planted in the ground when we die, but they will be raised to live forever. Our bodies are buried in brokenness, but they will be raised in glory. They are buried in weakness, but they will be raised in strength. They are buried as natural human bodies, but they will be raised as spiritual bodies. For just as there are natural bodies, there are also spiritual bodies. The scriptures tell us the first man, Adam, became a living person, but the last Adam, that is Christ, is a life-giving spirit. Now hear this, what comes first is the natural body, then the spiritual body comes later. Adam, the first man, was made from the dust of the earth. This is so important. Now hear this, though a Christ, the second man, came from heaven. Earthly people are like the earthly man. But what does it say? It says, and heavenly people are like the heavenly man. Just as we are like the earthly man, we will someday be like the heavenly man. Now, verse 50, it says, what I'm saying, dear brothers and sisters, this is so important, is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of God. These dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever. Let's pray together. Uh, Lord, I, I pray over this message. God, I pray over this time. Lord, I, I pray that today that uh, as we celebrate your resurrection, that you would be exalted in the preaching of your word. 
God, as we share testimony and, and, and preach what your word means to us, God, I pray uh, that you would have your hand on every word. And God, I pray for each person here. Lord, no matter what we walked into this building with today, uh, God, I want um, everyone here to know, God, today you proved how much you love us. And that, God, you gave your only son uh, and, and you gave him unto death so that we could be saved. God, thank you. And so I pray over this message. I pray over this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And so what we've been talking about uh, is the resurrection. And the first week we talked about Christ being resurrected. Uh, the second week we talked about how uh, that resurrection activates our faith. And so this week is all about the resurrection body, right? The physical body. And so I want to tell you something that I learned uh, about our body, right? Now, if you could think back, many of you, when you were, um, you know, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, um, and we just thought we were going to live forever, like our bodies were just unbreakable, right? Like we would go play all day, swim all day, and, and we could just go on forever and ever. But man, when I was 11, um, I was playing catcher in Little League. And if you know anything about Little League, catcher's where you want to be because nobody can throw strikes, right? And so you're always in the action at catcher. Most of the time you're going to the backstop. This dude's throwing it everywhere. Um, and so he threw it uh, to the backstop, and I went and got it, and one of my good friends was trying to steal home, and, and, uh, and I put my foot out to block the plate, and, and I'm not bitter about this, I promise, he's been forgiven, but man, he slid right into that ankle and broke it, right? I mean, just broke it, and, uh, and I never experienced a serious injury too much till then, and, and man, I'll be honest, I was kind of wimpy, pretty dramatic as my mom and dad were driving me to the hospital, like I'd cry a little bit when they hit a bump, you know what I mean? Um, so, so milking it a little bit, but think back to when you first realized, man, our bodies uh, are corruptible. Right? They can be hurt. They're fragile. Then I think about weakness. As it says, we're buried in weakness. I got to tell y'all, when I was a kid, um, I've always struggled with worry. But when I was a kid, like it was crazy. Y'all, we'd be at the grocery store and we're packing on like a big buggy of groceries. And I'm panicked because what I think is we're going to run out of money and we're going to be on the street, right? Uh, and so I used to say like, all right, that's enough. Like, no, let's not, I mean, I, I'm wanting the, uh, what, what's it called? I'm wanting the mountain lightning. I'm wanting the, the, the off brand to save money at like eight, right? Uh, so, so I was very worried. I had this flaw of, of worry. And so we think about the things we struggle with and we learn that, that in these bodies we're weak. And then I think about um, that our hearts are fragile, right? So I go back to high school and uh, peel back the layers. Anybody remember that first breakup, right? Um, you, you wrote that note and you said, do you like me? Check yes or no. And you thought that was forever. You know what I mean? Um, um, I, I'll never forget it on Valentine's. I, I got a, a gift from a, a girl and it said, you are very special. And I just, it was awesome, right? And I said, this is it. I found her at, at the third grade. And, uh, and so then we learned that they leave and there's breakups and, and we're broken. And then I want to press in a little more serious here. You know, around the age of 11 or 12, I, I lost a grandfather to cancer. And that's when we realize that, that these bodies have an expiration date, right? And so I want you to think about the brokenness, the weakness, the, uh, the, the, all the things that, that we've realized that, man, this life is temporary. And so today, uh, what I want to tell you is this is why the resurrection is such a big deal. All of us, okay, uh, have been buried by our sin, but because of the resurrection, we can be raised by Christ. Hear that again. 
Because of sin, um, our earthly bodies uh, are buried, are being buried, but because of what today stands for, we can be raised by Christ. So if I could explain this passage, when it talks about the first Adam, okay, um, it, it, Adam, what it means in the, the original language and the, the Hebrew, it means uh, man. That's all it means, okay? So the first man was named Adam, which means man. And so Adam was formed from dust. Now, when Adam was formed for dust, he was created to live with God for forever. But we all know the story. Um, uh, man was um, found a suitable heifer, uh, helper. Wo woman, yeah. I, that's not how we had this playing out in my mind. So here we are. If the ice wasn't broken, now it is, right? Um, helper, helper, helper. Uh, named Eve. And so Adam and Eve uh, were created. They were formed from dust and they were designed to live with God for forever, right? But we all know that sin came into the garden and because of sin, what was created to be with God for eternity was raised from dust and then it had to return from dust. Now I want you to lean into this. It was sin, their choice to sin against God that ultimately brought death, right? But then, then, it, then it says this, it says, but there came a second man, a better Adam, a, a, a more fit Adam. And it says, this man had no origin from dust. He came from heaven, right? And it says, the second man is not like Adam because see what Adam has passed on to us, the first Adam, uh, is a sinful body that will die, that we have inherited sin, which leads to death from Adam. But it says, the second man that came, he came from heaven and what he is, he came to give life. He is a life-giving spirit. And that's what the, the second man differs from the first man. Now you're like, all right, well, which Adam are you talking about? Check this out. It says, for earthly people are like the earthly man. That we live in the sin that they committed, right? That, that we are like them. And, and, and as we stay like the first Adam, we will uh, be like the first Adam who is buried, right? And, and stays buried. But it says heavenly people are like the heavenly man. And so when we trust in the heavenly man, the heavenly man begins to change us to become more like the heavenly man. And it says if he'll change us to become more like the heavenly man, we will be with the heavenly man for all eternity. But what I want you to know before we kind of get all into this is this. Our bodies are destined to be buried, right? Because of sin. They have an expiration date. Weren't originally intended that way, but sin made them that way. And so we are uh, all uh, destined to be buried. But what I want to show you is this. Sin is burying us now. He's sin is burying us in weight, right? And so I want to focus on three things it says. It says our bodies, I don't know if you're taking this down, are buried in brokenness. It says our bodies will be buried in brokenness. But let's just be honest. Brokenness has been burying us from the beginning. You're like, but what are you, what are you talking about? Talking about um, brokenness. So, so again, if I could say Adam came from dust, he returned from dust. Because we inherited sin from Adam, we will return to dust. But as sin buried Adam, sin also weighed Adam down. You know, when he sinned in the garden in Genesis 3, it says that uh, he would have the sweat of his brow and that he would, he would uh, work the ground. And he basically is saying, like, life is going to be hard. Because of sin, life will be hard. It will get heavy. It will weigh him down. And there will be brokenness, 
unfortunately. So when I think of brokenness, I immediately go to the brokenness of relationships, right? Broken relationships. So maybe some of us today, as we uh, have experienced the effects of sin, and it has weighed us down, think about two anvils. Doesn't it feel like life sometimes just puts two anvils on us, and it's just weighing us down? It just gets heavy, right? Well, maybe some of that anvil is that we didn't have the experience with our parents that we felt like we should have. Right, that we've experienced brokenness uh, from our parents. Right, that, like like we experience things that no child should ever have to experience. And and what happens is that brokenness is passed down to us, and it begins to weigh us down. It begins to to we begin to feel the brokenness. Maybe for some of us, it's marriage. You know, fifty percent of marriages end in divorce. That union was never designed to be broken. But brother and sister, I would, I would venture to say all of us in here have experienced some sort of effect of that brokenness. It, it weighs us. It, it, it holds us down. Maybe for some of us, it's a relationship, a friendship. Someone stabs you in the back. That boyfriend or girlfriend that you got older and it was more than puppy love. You thought they'd always be there and they weren't. And we begin to see the effects of brokenness. Our relationships are broken. Now I want to hear this. The effects of brokenness on men, okay, and men, I want to lean in real quick, is that a lot of times the effects we have is externally we want to appear like the toughest guys on the planet, that we've got it all together. But what we're doing is masking our brokenness, and instead of dealing with our brokenness, we leave a trail of brokenness behind us, right? And God says, no, he does not want this for you and me, brother. But no, he wants to heal that brokenness. And then for women, I just want to share, maybe you came in today and you have felt the effects of brokenness from people, friends, uh, uh, relationships, men, and, and, and it's, it's that unforgiveness is weighing you down that you're distributing the brokenness you've received to others, right? Whether it be through gossip, comparison, selfishness, manipulation. See, I want you to see the root of the problem is that we're just passing on what we've been given. Right? And so, but what I want you to know, I want you to hear this. As you feel the weight, is something in there, I'm sure, touched all of us. It touches me, right? As you feel the weight of your brokenness, you have a Father in heaven who loves you in the midst of your brokenness. Hear that again. You have a Father in heaven who loves you in the midst of your brokenness. And I want to tell you something, okay? God wasn't okay with you being in your brokenness. I'll give you an example. So, um, I, I was fortunate enough to, to get the opportunity to wrestle in college, and so um, I, I moved off about three and a half hours uh, from home. And so as I moved, and um, I was very fortunate, just had parents that loved me uh, very well, and, and so this is the first time we we're ever going to be apart. Um, I had one of those moms that, like, I didn't know how to use detergent at 18, right? Uh, it was one of those scenarios, and so um, I, I was going to miss them definitely, but I was real nervous about my laundry. You hear me? Um, and so let me, my game plan was, man, I'm going to find a girlfriend and talk her into helping me. And, uh, and what I realized very quickly at 18, 19, uh, I wasn't good looking enough and didn't have enough game to make it happen, right? Uh, and, and so I learned to wash my own clothes. And, um, but, but I, I want to give you the perspective here of um, my parents. And I remember they, they kind of teared up. We all did, you know, first time, that, that separation. Um, but just imagine... If, if uh, as a parent, and if you're a parent in here, imagine dropping your children off and then never getting to see them again. Think about the difficulty of that. 
Think about the difficulty of that separation, of, of what was a strong relationship now fractured. Now, I want to tell you about the father heart of God, okay? As sin broke that relationship with his creation, God didn't stand by and let it happen. What God did is he said, I'm not okay with this brokenness, so I'm going to do something uh, to fix this broken situation. And this, this is what's crazy, y'all. This is what, well, you say, what did the father do? This is what's crazy. Because see, all those children, you and I that were created, you and me that were created in his image, right? Um, um, we, we were separated him from sin. But see, Jesus was his, his son, his one and only son. And he broke his son to rescue us in our brokenness. Hear that again. That's what he did on the cross as he uh, poured out um, the, the judgment due us from the sins of Adam down. He broke his son so we could be restored. So Christ was broken so we wouldn't have to be broken by the wrath of God. Uh, Christ was broken so we wouldn't have to live broken lives. Because here's the deal. Whatever struggle you're, you brought in here, whatever brokenness, right? I want to tell you, Jesus could have got off the cross at any time. And he literally had to lift himself up to keep breathing because what he was doing was paying for that thing that you're having a hard time letting go of. Because, see, here's the thing. He stayed up on that cross until he said, no, I'm done. It is finished. I died for that thing you can't let go of. He, he sat. He stood there and he said, it is finished. And then ultimately, here's the deal, that resurrection, that resurrection power. Christ was broken so we could be restored back to the Father, right? He was not okay with the brokenness we were in, the separation. He had to go and get his children, bring them back to him. So as we are buried in brokenness, as God did what only he could do on the cross, okay, we are raised in glory. We are raised in glory. And, and ironically, you know what the, the word means in the Hebrew language? It's a, a word I, I'm probably going to butcher how you say it. Kavad, right? And it means weight, it means majesty. It means glory. And so the devastation of brokenness, okay, uh, the weight of brokenness is no match for the weight of his glory. It says we are undone in the weight of his glory, okay? So as we are being buried in brokenness, it says we will be raised one day for and by his glory. And as today, and I want to give you a secret. Currently, if we know Jesus, okay, We've been resurrected to live for his glory. So it's all about being raised in brokenness, but we are raised, uh, uh, buried in brokenness and raised in glory. So relationally today, if you know Jesus, I want you to know something. Relationally, we are restored. Our souls are secure in Christ, but our bodies just haven't caught up yet. Hear that again. We, our souls are secure. We've been restored. Our bodies just haven't caught up yet. So uh, death is looking forward to our bodies catching up to where our souls are secure at. Right? That's what we celebrate today. And so I want you to hear this. Um, one day, we, we will be back with our Father. Our bodies will be where our souls are secure at, and we'll be with Him. Um, and it says He'll wipe away every tear, every separation you've felt, every broken situation, every broken relationship. He says, Behold, I'm making all things new. I'll wipe away every tear, and you will be fully restored. And so I want to ask you, is there any brokenness in your life that Christ needs to heal today? Is there any brokenness you walked in here today? That, because here's the deal. He hung up on the cross. He did what he had to do to heal you. Right? He's done that. So we see secondly in the scriptures, in verse 43, 
It says our bodies are buried in brokenness, but they will be raised in glory. Secondly, they are buried in weakness, but they will be raised in strength. So we're buried in weakness. Again, our bodies are, are buried as weak, fragile bodies, but wouldn't you guys agree that sin, it, it buries us with weight, right? And so um, as our sin buries us, it weighs us down, we begin to realize that we are weak. We're, we're flawed, right? And, and I want to tell you right now, you're probably thinking of, of how you look at yourself and your impor, your, you look at your imperfections instead of how God's made, made you to, uh, he, he's designed you and how you should see yourself as he is. You just see your weaknesses. But I want to tell you about the Bible. Uh, Moses was weak with fear. Noah was weak and affected by drunkenness. David was weak and affected by lustfulness. And Mary was a busybody. She, she showed weaknesses in that she just felt like she had to get her whole task list done instead of sitting at the feet of Jesus. And so what is the Bible? The Bible is a story of weak, imperfect people that are rescued and used by a strong and perfect Savior. You hear that? The, body, the, the, the Bible is full of these characters. And so today, I want you to think about what your imperfection is that you, you think about. Maybe for some of you, it's worry. You, you, it's the comparison trap that you compare yourself to others and feel like you never measure up. Uh, maybe for some, it's, it's, it's fear, it's guilt, and I want to press on these two. It's shame that you could never be forgiven for what you've done. I could never be healed. I could never be restored, right? But what I want you to know is this. You won't be restored uh, by your own strength, but his. I want to give you an example. I've been wrestling with this all morning. And, um, and I, I want to share a little bit about uh, how I've come to know this. I've read it, but I've come to know it. Because, see, I struggle with that same thing. Instead of being honest about our weaknesses, we just try and cover them up with our strengths, don't we? I mean, check out Instagram, Facebook, man. We, we don't expose our weaknesses, but rather we're just hiding them uh, by, by giving a, a, a slideshow, a, a, a picture of our strengths. But I want to tell you what happened to me. About three years ago, to this day almost, um, we, we were uh, in year two of a, of a church plant here in Dublin, Dublin, Georgia. And man, um, God was just moving in this incredible way, moving in my life, moving in my wife's life. And, and, and just, just an incredible thing. And, and, um, and, and I think back to three, three years ago, and, and I was seeking the Lord, was in a good place, seeing God doing incredible things. And, uh, and as I was preparing for Easter three years ago, I was seeking the Lord in prayer. And um, the best way I can describe it is, is my mind, my spirit, my body just began to shut down. Um, I, I began to wrestle with a darkness that I didn't know was possible. Uh, I began to experience a loneliness that, that I didn't know existed. Um, I, I just began to shut down. I would have manic episodes um, that, that I couldn't control, didn't know what was going on. I wasn't sleeping. Um, we had just welcomed a newborn. Um, and then a few months later, we find out, okay, there's another newborn on the way. And so as we're wrestling with this, I, I'm watching my wife struggle to raise these kids and, and I can't even take care of myself. And uh, it, it, it went and I was clinically diagnosed with uh, depression. And um, I was lovingly asked that, hey, you, you need to take a break from ministry. And so this Easter three years ago, uh, I watched 16 people be baptized right out here. 
And I began to realize as I was watching, God was saying, hey, I'm, I'm taking you through a season. And, um, and, and, and I didn't know just how bad it was going to get. And the, the biggest fear was, man, what, what would people think if they truly know how bad I'm struggling? What if people really knew the things that I'm, I'm going through? How would people ever respond to me? You know, and um, I, I just began to lose it. And I wish I could say I got better. I wish I could say it, it, it you know, I mean, I was strong in the Lord. And man, I was suffering, but it was good. I, I'm going to be honest with you. After about eight months, you know, my prayer was, Lord, I need you to heal me or I'm ready to go home. And as I watched my, 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 my family suffer and, and I suffer, um, I just felt I was done, dead. Uh, didn't want to talk to anyone, didn't want to talk to my friends. If you know me, you know how out of character that is. Um, I, I thought my, my family, that this is, this is done. You know, surely this is all done. Uh, the gifts, they're done. Ministry, done. Um, I just felt done. And every day was not thriving, but just trying to survive. And so I'll never forget it. You know, as we are buried in our weakness, and I went through the, the weakest time that, that, that I, I've, I've ever experienced. Um, for eight months, I, I, I didn't pick up a Bible to, to preach to anyone. I just clung to that prayer, Lord, would you please, please heal me? Would you please heal me? And um, uh, in fact, the, the next time I, I picked up a Bible, a man, man by the name of Nathan McCauley, Nathan, if you ever watch this, um, I, I just want to say thank you to those guys. Uh, it was at a uh, Christian mental health clinic. And as he began to love on me and minister to me, he looked at me in the eyes and he said, Buck, your, your life's not done. Your ministry's not done. And here's my assignment for you. Our men's counseling group right here, I want you to go and prepare a sermon to preach to us. And so eight months with the Bible shut, the first sermon I ever preached uh, was at a Christian men's uh, health facility. And, um, and what I began to realize is this, okay? Uh, and it didn't happen in a moment. I, I didn't come back fully. But because of the resurrection, even in our weakness, we can be raised by his strength. Hear that again. Even in our weakest, we can be raised by his strength. And by God's grace, I stand here today, not by anything I've done, but everything he's done for me. <clears throat> And so as I think back to these three years, I think sometimes on Easter weekend, Saturday don't get enough justice <laughs> because sometimes uh, there's a Friday and then Saturday is a season of the waiting when you don't know if God's doing anything. Just like the disciples thought, man, what's going on around here? But I want to tell you, just like the song says, even when you can't feel it, God's working. Because see, as you sit in your Saturday, Sundays are coming. All right? As you sit in Saturdays, the Sundays in your life are coming. So maybe for some of you, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm too weak. I could never be saved by God. Or maybe I'm saved and I'm too weak that God could ever use someone like me. Or maybe I've been through too much. God could never use me. Hear this. The point of your weaknesses is that God would teach you to rely on his strength. Hear that again. The point of that thing is that you would take it to God and learn uh, that your weaknesses are designed to teach you how to rely on his strength. Paul said it better than I ever could. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 11. It'll be on the screen. He says this. He says, each time he said, my grace is all you need. Paul had weaknesses. He had a thorn in the flesh. And he asked God, Lord, would you take this weakness from me? 
I, I, I prayed that thing a million times. What did he say? My power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast all about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. Verse 10, it says, that's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in insults and hardships, persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I just wanna stop right there and, and, and let you know there was many times that I thought I would never share that in front of people because I was afraid of being exposed in my weaknesses. But what I've learned about my weaknesses, that's where Christ can be exalted by his strength. So don't cover the weakness. Bring him to the foot of the cross and experience his strength. Because see, today is all about God's glory. Not about this story or another story. Today is about the story. It's about Jesus Christ hung on the cross, died and resurrected. And what we learn is that nothing shows God's glory more than you letting God work in your weaknesses. And so I want to ask you today, remember, God's not looking for great ability. He's looking for great availability, and surrender is the starting point of experiencing his strength and power. So I want to ask you, what is God wanting to deliver you from today? What have you been carrying? What, what, what is the, the image of yourself that you, you cease to let go of God? What is he wanting to deliver you from? What weaknesses uh, need to be left at the cross so that you can walk by his strength? Because today that is available to you. And then lastly, I want you to see this. Verse 44, we are buried as natural human bodies, but they will be raised as spiritual bodies. For just as there are natural bodies, there are also spiritual bodies. Lastly, we see that we are buried in natural bodies, right? And man, I, I think we're all realizing this. I was at a wedding last weekend and, uh, and, and little girl getting married or young lady getting married. Uh, her, her and my wife look kind of alike. And, um, and, and so Carly uh, stood up to stand in. They were practicing for the pictures and the, the groom said, hey, hey you, you kind of look like her. And, he, and she said, Honey, I sure did three kids and 30 pounds ago, right? So, so we learn that our bodies are, are getting older, that, that we all have an expiration date. We've learned this year that our bodies are incorrupt. They're corruptible. They can get sick. They can get hurt. They can go. And man, I want to tell you, God has a million uh, wonderful promises, right? A bunch of wonderful promises, but tomorrow is not one of them. And so what we learn is that we have finite bodies, bodies that have an expiration date, and these physical bodies need spiritual resurrection. So I want to share a story of, of, of a, a couple in our church, and if I could share the story correctly, um, um, our student pastor, AJ, became uh, the FCA guy for West Lawrence High School. Um, God began to do a good work amongst these students, and a young man uh, by the name of Bryce uh, came to faith in Jesus, Okay. And so, man, if you, you know Bryce, you, you love Bryce because Bryce is, uh, he helps around here. It's just been cool to see what God's done in his life. Well, Bryce uh, uh, made an impact on uh, his family. And in fact, the first time I, I met Miss Patricia was at Heart and Soul. And, and, uh, and as the weeks went on, she began to share, what I've seen God do in my son um, is doing something in me. And, uh, and, and she's like, I want to be restored. I want to be back with Jesus and the, the, the church. And, and she began to share her story. And, and uh, she, she's married to a, a man I've grown to, to really love, a man by the name of Murray. Let me tell you Murray's story. 
from health to two frontal lobe bleeds that took surgery to repair. This is all in the last year or so. A severe infection in the brain. Three more brain bleeds throughout. Uh, he, he was put on a feeding tube. In the midst of this, suffered a stroke. And so as we think about finite bodies, just, just think about the wave of this, the, the wave of experiencing the hurt and the pain of these, these fragile bodies. Imagine the hopelessness. And they've spent uh, uh, the greater part of a year of their marriage hugging in a hospital bed. And we see this, this the brokenness of sin, the, 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 the fragility of our bodies. And so we, we see God working in the midst of this this natural, broken world we live in. And so one day, I, I heard a lot about Mr. Murray, and, and one day I watched a man starting out with a walker by God's grace. He walked up in this church this morning. You hear me? Yeah. And so I, I watched him wheel in. I watched him wheel in and, and uh, just, just with joy on his face and and, um, and, and just glad to be here and, and, and the moment, man, the moment that touched me. And Mr. Murray was sitting and, uh, and while we were worshiping and, and, uh, and then it, it was like, like God just overcame him. He stood up uh, when he probably didn't need to be standing up. And uh, as he and Miss Patricia held each other, they were praising the name of Jesus. Amen. And so they both uh, wanted to come before you today, all right, and share a little bit of their story since... Uh, we, we basically uh, baptize in a cattle trough out there, all right? Um, they wanted to share a story with y'all. Y'all take a second and watch this video. Jesus is your Lord and Savior? Yes. Sir. I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Woo! <laughs> Amen. 
as we said, though we are buried in natural bodies, through the resurrection, through Christ, we can be raised in spiritual bodies. So I wanna read the last passage and, and share a little bit, starting in verse 53. It says, for our dying bodies must be transformed in the bodies that will never die. For mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. Then when our dying bodies have been transformed in the bodies that will never die. And first of all, let me say what we just watched is because of the resurrection, uh, no matter what happens in this physical body, we see spiritual bodies that get to go to heaven together. And it says the scripture on that day will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death and the law gives sin its power, verse 57. But thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So I want everyone here to know, death may sting us, but it can never bury the believer. And so today we, we close and remember that though we are buried by sin, we have a sin that weighs us down, we have the opportunity to be raised by Christ. And I wanna bring it in and everyone here, I want you to remember the sin of Adam and the savior that came from heaven. Because see, here's the deal. If we don't have a relationship with the man from heaven, we're destined to die and be buried and we have no hope of being resurrected. And so you ask, you say, pastor, well, how do I know? Where am I at? And so today, have you ever made the decision to surrender your life and say yes to Jesus? And you say, well, I don't know. I might've prayed a prayer when I was little. Uh, I might've, I, I think I remember this one time and, and your, your life has not looked anything like Jesus. This is the question I wanna ask you. Does your life look more like an earthly man or is it becoming like the heavenly man? Because it says when we come to faith in Christ, okay, we've been saved from death, from hell and separation from this God of love. And we've been reconciled back to Christ and we began to be transformed more and more into his image. And so today, as you think about where you are, you don't have to go clean up for a couple weeks and then make this decision. No, I'm about to offer it and Jesus is ready to meet you today, amen? So let's give that invitation. Father, I just pray right now, as you've been working all morning, as we celebrated your resurrection, as we've seen your goodness, God, I can't help but believe there are people here that need to have the victory, to know that no matter what happens, we will be resurrected and we will be with our eternal Father for forever. And so today I want to give that invitation. Is there anyone here that would say, today's the day I want to receive the free gift and have a relationship with Jesus? Is that anyone here today? If you would just lift your hand. Amen, praise God, thank you, Lord. Amen. I'll give you guys just a moment. And though if God's working on you, that you're not the only one, we see God doing a lot right here in our midst. Father, I just wanna pray right now of, of whatever you're doing in this room, God, I pray you continue to do that. Thank you for the new life in Christ we've just seen. And God, we, we just love you. We thank you for your resurrection. God, we thank you 
for what you did for us on the cross that you resurrected. Lord, we love you. And I'm excited to continue to worship you and celebrate through baptism. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And so, man, can we just give God a hand? What a service, right? Um, And so as we continue to worship, I want to remind you, you know, maybe you're not plugged into a church. Click on that QR code, heart and soul, or whatever next step is yours. Man, as God's working on your heart, don't walk away without doing what he's called you to do. Some of you, it's to get plugged into a church, a small group. Maybe you just didn't want to lift your hand, but you know today's my day and I got to let somebody know. Um, Let us know and, uh, and we will connect with you. And then lastly, I want to give a little instruction. We will be celebrating baptisms right out here. We're going to worship with a song or two after that. Um, and if you want to leave during the last song, you can go get your children and we're going to celebrate baptisms right back here. I would encourage you to stay. What a beautiful time as we celebrate more people going from death to life. And as always, man, I love you. Praise Jesus. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Connection Church Dublin Sermon Podcast. We pray that this message stirred your affections for Jesus. We would love for you to subscribe to the podcast and share it with others. For more information about our church and other resources, please visit ConnectionDublin.com.